welcome to Minds at Yerk. My name is Tim. My name is Alex. I was trying to come up with a vegetable that started with an A and kept going to apple, and apple is not a vegetable. Asparagus? I, I don't know if we're continuing the better if I need to say my name. I'm Megan. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if there was a bit there. I think the bit is how you just said the word asparagus. <laughs> Asparagus? I, I, I think you said that wrong, Alex. Asparagus Eldritch Mage of the 7th Court of Arthur? I'm gonna write that next. That'll be my next fanfic. You know what? I don't doubt that, actually. That that seems very on brand for us now. So, how are y'all? I'm pretty good. It's a Wednesday, so there are new comic books. That's always good. So... Uh, Tim building questions. We'll start with Alex this time. I shall steal myself. Alex, we read Vegemorphs this week. What was your favorite plant item in this book? Potato. Okay. Meg, mm -hmm. staying with that same theme, who was your favorite person in this book? I don't remember anybody's name. <laughs> <laughs> Do, do, you, do you remember their vegetable counterparts, or no? No. <laughs> See, we had Kyle, Randy, Tommy, Carrie, and Olivia. Olivia? I started to call her Olive. It's Olivia. You, you know what's funny is I just realized that I have Olive written in my notes. Yeah. Well, let me say, as soon as he introduced them all by plant name name i'm like oh i'm gonna guess their real names are x y and z and i did say olive for olivia so i guess i wasn't technically a hundred percent right but i got the others damn it did 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 you get randy for radish i did oh i did not how many people do you know named olive I know there's a children's book about maybe a mouse named olive that doesn't and count <laughs> i know that on fringe Live as a child went by Olive. That does not count. That is a nickname. I know two people named Olive, but I think that doesn't count either because it's their last name and they're married. That does not count. Yeah. That's... I don't think I know anybody named Olive. It's because it's not a name. <laughs> Why? Popeye's girlfriend? Does that count? We can come up with a lot of fictional Olive, and this is a fictional character. Like, as much as it pains me to side with Tim on one of these, I think I have to. Fictional Olives is a good band name. It actually really is. <laughs> Alright, so I will read my recap here. Yes. Kyle, Tommy, Carrie, Randy, and Olivia are friends. They meet a broccoli alien named Prince Brassica, who teaches them to turn into vegetables to fight mushrooms and other fungi, with vitamins and minerals. The whole town is being infected with Astlete's foot, which is turning people into jerks, including Kyle's brother, Bryce. This is happening mostly at Farmer Withers' farm. There is going to be a snoring event there, so the Vegemorphs hijack several truckloads of antifungal cream and shoot people who have been infected with it, and the vitamins and minerals. Carrie is eaten, question mark, by a big fungus, and then it rains real hard. Everyone is okay, except Carrie. He's a permanent carrot, and lives with a broccoli family now. 
but he's happy. Evil is not defeated, it is just dormant. I'm looking at you, fun Gus. So the Vegemorphs will remain ever vigilant. Ever vigilant. I've got to say, my favorite thing about this is how uh, the author, Leaf E. Green, has handled adapting Marco as Tommy, (laughs) uh, who had, I believe, one line in the entire book. I don't want to do this. Yep. (laughs) Oh, I thought that was just Meg saying she didn't want to do this. No, but I think I am done with these parody books. I can't. This book was awful. Oh, it's so bad. Yeah, I'm I'm right there with you. It was so proud of itself with its italicized puns throughout the entire book. Uh, but d- before we do anything else, there is one thing that I have to mention that we talked about last episode. And it was whether Attack or not yeah, of the killer tomatoes. <laughs> there was a reference to Attack of the Killer Tomatoes in this book. Called it from downtown. <laughs> that was about my only high point with the book. Um, I've got the strangest sentence ever, ever to be cobbled together in the English language. I don't know if we want to start there, because it's going to be all downhill from this. <laughs> sure, let's go. Go downstairs to the refrigerator and get some nice cool salad dressing and spread it on me like a suntan lotion. It would be really great. And while you're down there, smell some of the vegetables deeply. you got to try morphing. It's wonderful. I never felt so alive as I am now as a vegetable. Smear some salad dressing on me. <laughs> Lather me up, get me ready to be a human luge. I think my favorite thing about this is that someone wrote a review about how this is all just metaphors for masturbation. (laughs) And, like, honestly made it better. I'm not going to lie. I mean, look, I am not here to kink shame anybody, but food-related kinks are not for me. And this book is just one long series of food-related kinks. And maybe some really nasty foot stuff. Where did where where did you find the review, Meg? Is On it a Goodreads? It's a Goodreads. Mm-hmm. Do you do you think we can read that review? Uh, don't see why not. We've read reviews okay. in the past. I would uh, love to hear it. Anything is... to fill time. <laughs> <laughs> From Richard Haas the third, back in twenty eighteen. Poor guy. All right. Once again, an American writer kills millions of brain cells in our young students' minds. Frankly, an Animorphs, Animorphs is spelled wrong for the record, parody is a brilliant idea. Vegemorphs does not live up to the brilliance of the idea. I just don't understand. Just because it's a kid's novel, you don't have to write poorly. Besides having an obsession with referencing Alice in Wonderland and Disney, Green battles from writing awkward sentences Olivia is Hispanic and also drop dead gorgeous, though it is a different in a different way from Randy, which sounds racist and incestuous given that Randy is his cousin. Which pause? Randy's like his fourth cousin once removed. <laughs> that is like that is for the record, great great grandparents. It's not incestuous. We, we actually should revisit that one though because I have a theory that Randy is actually like a thirty four year old. But continue. <laughs> um. So, green battles from writing awkward sentences, stupid characters, and tons of masturbation allegories. Then, suddenly, the sensation was gone, and I felt better than I had ever felt in my life. 
It was like I had been all mixed up and now everything was mixed right. <laughs> I had been tossed, which. But with, I don't know what to do with those tossed salads and scrambled eggs. With my dad wrote a porno restarting last week <laughs> with season six. Oh. The, the tossed salad reference definitely made me gag a little bit. Um, the I always forget, by the way, that there's a podcast called "My Dad Wrote a Porno." <laughs> I mean, and every my dad time you start does, a sentence, not, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the carrot continued to vibrate. The vibrations grew stronger and stronger. The carrot began to pulsate. Then there was some kind of little explosion, like the pop of a balloon. The human carry sat on my counter. He was naked and soaking wet. I thought my nerves were going to jump through my skin. Quickly, I pulled off my t-shirt. Then I laid a dish towel over his lap. As the jerks got close, we aimed our tubes and squeezed hard. Splat, splat. Splat, 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 splat. Globs of antifungal cream went flying through the air in all directions. I squirted and zapped, squirted and zapped, squirted and zapped. I think the zapping was what kept me from falling down from exhaustion. It came naturally to me, just as Prince Brasia brassica i don't know is this supposed to be a jessica with like <laughs> yes uh, that's how i read it anyway had said it would so it came naturally like the prince said it would and it was energizing the more i zapped the more i glowed and with vitamins and minerals normally i don't include this many quotes in my review but i absolutely had to because this book is simply unbelievable inappropriate and disappointing and i think they proved my point rather well Dear listeners at home, you may be tempted on the basis of those quotes to say this should be a fun read. No. You have heard everything you need to. Also, I, I like having it summarized because I'll be honest, some of those masturbation references did get past me. So so having it sort of nutshelled for me was, was <laughs> nice. Did not mean that. Um, I will say, though, the, the tingling sensation is actually an allusion back to Animorphs. Yeah. They do talk about when they get the powers tingling and it feeling good when they touch the box. Yeah. No. <laughs> I mean, they do. I'm not making this up. Yeah, it doesn't really translate the same, I feel. No, we talked about it. It translates the same. It was weird to us. <laughs> There's just a lot more of it here. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's the difference. And a very phallic selection of vegetables. Yes. You're not wrong. I did try to see if I could find if this guy had actually wrote anything else. Uh, okay. Um, I, I did the same thing. Me too. What did you find, Meg? Nothing. Okay. He might be an editor for a newspaper, but I also didn't want to bother a random Chris Steinberg. Steinbach? Steinbeck. Steinbach. 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 Um, okay, so when I searched it, it kept coming up with Street Fighter novels, like based on the video game. Yeah, but, but that was a different last name. That was Chris something, and one of the illustrators okay. had that last name. Oh, yeah. is that what it was? Okay, because it was a completely different name when I looked at who wrote it, yeah. and so I was really confused by why it kept linking me back there. That makes sense. Somebody else had the same name. I got a college administrator in Iowa. That's the guy who edits a newspaper. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. 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 I found his blog. I'm okay I with our not having reached out to him. Debated tweeting at him, but I, you know, if he wrote <laughs> this not? and he, and he, for 
23 years has gotten away with it good for him yeah let him have his anonymity and also um 50-ish year old man in middle america white i've read his blog we don't need to reach out to him (laughs) i don't know like it is a weird mystery like this whole um publishing company went bankrupt in like 2002 and were sold to venture capitalists who i'm sure gutted it for a tax write-off well a lot of it went to scholastic which i think is why the website leads to scholastic now okay well the yeah there was a venture capital firm involved though because i found the write-up about who bought them at the time so they may have like sold off pieces to scholastic and i mostly just was curious what else they did if it was entirely supposed to be a company that made parody stuff the only other thing I could find was Sonic the Hedgehog books. I found a lot of listings and there were things that were parody, but there were a lot of like license. There was Sonic the Hedgehog and I think I found some Garfield licensed stuff as well. Um, but then also just like cheapo children's books, just like buy them at a discount bulk for a school library or to stick stick in classrooms. I agree with basically anybody who's read this. Like, this could have been done so well, and it is not at all. No. No, it's... it. And I don't even feel like there are moments in it where I'm like, okay, here it is almost reaching its potential. No, because, kind of fungus and bacteria is a necessary part of life, so it was kind of like... So, when you say (laughs) that it could have lived up to its potential are are you saying as a good story or as a parody story as a good parody story ah okay okay here's here's what i'm saying tim if i had to choose between reading this book and reading humanomorph 7 no time for love (laughs) it would be humanomorph 7 no time for love every time (laughs) that was that was funny parody I would love to hear, because I'm having, like, I'll be honest, the reason I asked that question is because I'm having a hard time, like, ever since I heard the title, I have a hard time imagining how it could have been good, Um, just because it seems like such a silly concept. So, like, I would love to hear, and I'm, I'm not putting you on the spot or anything, I don't expect you to, like, tell me this, but, like, I would love to hear what that story would have been, if that makes sense. Like what? What? What would have been the good parody for you? And again, that's not like expecting any examples or anything. That's just me thinking. I mean, give us an actual alien and not something that is part of natural Earth. Like, you can't get rid of fungus. Fungus and bacteria are important parts of Earth. Like, yeah. Give me an actual bad guy that you can defeat. Like. To tie it to Animorphs for a moment, the idea that broccoli was planted here by aliens who lived on the Earth billions of years ago, that that is inherently, like, funny and kind of cute and charming, right? We, mm-hmm. we, we all enjoyed that. Yeah. Something like that. Some sort of, I don't know. It, it honestly, like, it's very clear that either whoever gave notes on this or whoever wrote it knew enough about animorphs there's allusions to uh the tobias stand-in not you know being comfortable in their own skin there's 
honestly allusions to him being the better leader um and that there's a reason that you know they're not there's you know a tom stand in there's plenty of things but it's and some of them are deep cuts and and yet well and that's the thing though it doesn't even feel like oh hey here's this detail nod and wink it mostly feels like a find replace uh, like, n- now that yeah. I'd agree with. Yes. And that's not parody. That's abusing parody law. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I also now imagine Alex as the enforcer of parody law. <laughs> you must go to parody court. I mean, what you are pitching now is actually a parody of Judge Dredd. <laughs> oh. I am the parody law. <laughs> oh, so many things that I want to write now. Um, here is a moment that actually almost worked for me. Okay. The, the bingo parlor. The bingo parlor is so absurd (laughs) and so unnecessary that it was kind of a moment of hope. The kids hang out in the mall. In this world, they're all bullied instead of it just being Tobias. Yeah. So instead of being bullied by basically... D-list Biff Tannen stand-in and friends. They hang out in the mall's bingo parlor. Why does the mall have a bingo parlor, you ask? (laughs) There's a very long story as to why. (laughs) Well, no, there's a simple answer. It's all the old ladies in this town are horny for this very ineffective (laughs) farmer who's a super nice guy. So in order to get them off his back, he said, what do little old ladies love? Bingo. He opened a bingo hall, thinking that that would free him of being harassed by little old ladies who, I'm guessing, just want to take him up on his offer of hot chocolate whenever he hangs up the yeah, phone. right? <laughs> Dude sounds pretty chill, honestly, other than being I mean, a bad farmer. These kids, like, burst into his house at one point while he's working out, and he's like, yeah, okay, you guys want hot chocolate? Like, he's a, <laughs> you're not wrong. Gotta say, definitely pictured George Clooney as this guy. No. Um, because he is the analog to the homeless man who Jake got killed. <laughs> 100% John Barrowman. <laughs> Ooh, I like that. Actually, I want John Barrowman to offer me a hot chocolate now. Anyway, Life, all, the, all the little old ladies get even hornier for this farmer after yeah. he opens the bingo parlor. Yeah. At the end. Like, that, the concept of Carrie maybe being the coolest one. And did they did they only watch the Animorphs TV show? <laughs> no, I don't think so. I, I I truly don't. But like that works. That's about all that works. Like the moment that the print. I mean, it's long before that that I gave up on this. But the prince surviving <laughs> is basically like, what the fuck is the point of this? Yeah. yeah. Basically, they this- went. We had a cool idea. Oh fuck! We we can't actually make this work because, like, how the fuck would you attack someone as a vegetable? I guess we can't kill the prince. Yeah, well, all your all your vegetables get two forms. Um, and he has a happy family. Like, there is yeah. there is also yeah. they're fucking cowards. <laughs> There's not enough angst in this book for meg is what i'm hearing no it's there's not enough anything it doesn't commit to anything i like parody stuff true i've read plenty of parody stuff it can be wonderful this is not no this is i took a class on satire like i fucking love weird shit 
I was all excited for this. This book is trash. <laughs> like, I mean, I'm more disappointed are... in this than Humanomorphs, mostly because I had no. We were counting on this to be an improvement. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and like at first I was like, "Is this worse?" And I think it is because I had actual expectations. Yeah, no, yeah. that makes a lot of sense. Well, and I think Meg, you're right when you say this. This just isn't parody. It's it's not even pastiche. It's a find replace for the most part, and then it's just incoherent strings of. If you if you draw a Venn diagram and one circle is dad puns and the other circle is speaking in tongues, the overlap in that <laughs> Venn diagram is Vegemorphs. Yeah. <laughs> there are Hemingway-esque paragraphs of just riffing on the same joke about celery stalking and stalkers yeah. and celery stalkers and, oh my god, just... Jab a celery spear through my head now and end it. Also, like, one, someone can accidentally get this power. All you gotta do is touch, like, a bottle of dressing or a carrot. I don't even remember. Yeah, w- but was it also, dressing. Was like, it special dressing? No. Like, you can pass the power on? That was weird, too. And how have you not saved planets? How have you not saved planets? How... How have they ran away? How have they literally lost and been a coward every single fucking war if this is a power that literally is like an STD? Like, it can be transmitted so fucking easily. I don't understand. It's, it follows. <laughs> it, is, it is a bad, bad parody of It Follows, which I almost debated watching the other day. I love that movie. Biff, I hate that movie. Biff and his dudes come up and they're like, hey, we can turn you into celery or whatever and then they're like do it and then like their whole plan just because biff is kind of a douche they decided to david him as celery and i was like well that seems like a little bit escalated were you not bullied (laughs) like i I mean i guess not not have turned (laughs) into vegetables and had other people eat them yeah into vegetables i would have debated really hard about turning them back I was like, David was such a monster in the Animorphs books, and, like, these dudes were just kind of lame. Yeah. You know? Like, I was like, well, I don't think the punishment fits the crime here, guys. I will say that if I didn't know this was written in 1998, and someone had been like, hey, this just came out, I would have assumed this was someone who listened to our podcast. <laughs> that sole reason is not because of the puns. Oh, no. What it's does not, that say about us? It's not because of the puns. It's because of the ambiguity of how long they can stay more. Yeah, the the, cook, the cooking time? I was like, okay, no, Alex. Okay, that part did make me laugh when he, was, uh, when, he was, when he tries the four different variations of cooking time and nobody answers him. Nobody knows how long to cook vegetables. <laughs> there okay. is no set time to cook vegetables. Here's, here's the fundamental flaw here. You don't have to cook most vegetables. <laughs> exactly. all them. But beyond that, there are some vegetables... You do not typically apply heat to, like, yes, you can make kale chips or whatever, but yeah. the vast majority of kale usage is Ugh. you throw some dressing on it and call it a salad. Yeah. No, no kale is only good as kale chips. I'm sorry, kale salads are Kale awful. does taste like grass. Kale also works in smoothies because it, like, it is easy to hide, but not as easy to hide <laughs> spinach. Like, kale will still give you a funny aftertaste. But, yeah, yeah just... but if 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 spinach were to fight kale, 
I, w- I fought the kale and the kale one. <laughs> I would be like the 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 Burgess Meredith type guy for spinach in his corner. Spinach takes five minutes max to wilt. And like, what? How long are we wilting it? Is it when it starts to wilt? Is it when it's actually cooked? <laughs> is it like what the I, fuck? I don't, I don't. I don't. I don't put rules on my spinach. My spinach does as it does. Tim, I need you to know. Uh, my spinach does as it does. Should be a t-shirt. <laughs> Tim, I need you to know, uh, when you said that you are the Burgess Meredith... You went straight I, to Penguin? I went straight to Penguin <laughs> yeah. and pictured, like, what would Burgess Meredith dressed as a rutabaga look like? Probably pretty similar, right? It kind of works. It's yeah. kind of a Final Fantasy character in my head. I, 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 was, I was going more Rocky Burgess Meredith and less Penguin. Well, but... you said in my corner, I got there. Yeah. I, I went... <laughs> I got there by way of Penguin. <laughs> Burgess Meredith was wearing a tuxedo in the corner when I got there. Also, the Burgess Meredith Twilight Zone is one of my favorite episodes. It's classic, classic TV. I think I'm just a big Burgess Meredith fan. Who isn't? Yeah, good point. Good point. I'm sorry, that was off the rails a little bit there. But no, spinach, definitely better than kale. I can't really eat either because of the iron yeah. content. So. Oh, I forgot about that. You're right. I have, I I have no horse in this race. For that reason, when I, like, because of being on blood thinners, I stopped eating kale and just never picked it back up. I actually used to eat a ton of kale. It was very weird. Like you liked it or you yeah. forced yourself to eat it? No, I liked it. I actually, um, I genuinely like a lot of leafy greens. I make a really mean Brussels sprout dish. I make a couple of really mean Brussels sprout dishes. So uh, your least favorite is, leafy green is the one that wrote this book? This, Yeah. I mean, that's without a doubt. <laughs> Even if I hated all vegetables, he would still be. I don't know. It just. Those can, are so bad. Can we talk about the. Uh... Uh, at the risk of, of offending that one Goodreads reviewer even more, all the tentacles in this book. <laughs> yeah. So because many, why why do vegetables have tentacles <laughs> in this? So when you morph, you you actually get kind of two forms. You can turn into the raw vegetable, or you can turn into a larger than human giant vegetable with tentacle legs and tentacle arms that sprout into tentacle fingers and then shoots vitamin and mineral rays yes <laughs> also maybe you have to hold a vegetable to do this maybe you just have to think of a vegetable <laughs> yeah. the book says you have to smell one <laughs> but once you smell but do you have to smell it every time the book doesn't commit to this or I, doesn't I don't commit think to you this. have to smell it every time you do have to smell it to acquire it there is a point where he yeah yeah smells the corn again so that he can change into the corn again yeah but I then, just throw that as inconsistency and him being dumb. Because later, he doesn't, they don't sniff things. He doesn't <laughs> sniff a rutabaga at any point and turns into a fucking rutabaga. There's like a three-day time jump in this. They could no, have gone. <laughs> yeah, there is. Yeah, you're not wrong. I stopped myself because you're not wrong. This Dude, book is just... But then they can give people the power to morph celery by just thinking and like saying boring things, I think. was yeah. That I, was yeah. established at least. But you don't have to smell it to transfer it? No. Like, you just have to think of it. Not Actually, the first one. You get the first one free. <laughs> you just have to talk really... I Honestly, when the prince was talking, I thought you had to be a vegetable that was talking about really boring things to make someone else turn into a vegetable. So, I don't... Know. No, that's what I, I thought, genuinely, too. But I, they... 
saw them as vegetables, so maybe they were still vegetables. I thought that was the the bit, was that you had to be in your vegetable form and you had to vegetable somebody's mind by boring them in order to open them up to become a vegetable. But then that didn't really track later. I uh, would like to see the director's cut of this. That's not no. I never ever want to see it. <laughs> no. But I enjoy imagining. Why did you put that into the universe? I enjoy imagining the scene in that three-day time jump where they get kicked out of a series of farmers markets for sniffing all the produce. <laughs> I just this book starts off being like, "I'm not going to tell you our name. We're not going to tell you anything about us. We're going to use code names." They're fucking turning into vegetables in the middle of the street. <laughs> also, like, no one seems to care <laughs> that, like, even anybody who's possessed by maybe an alien, I don't fucking know, doesn't Norm- care. Norman Drinkwater. And then later he's like, no, his his real name is Norman Drainwater. And I'm like, wow, how did you make it worse? I just was like, is this racist? I think it's racist. <laughs> That was my entire thought process when Norman got in. Like, I actually paused and was like, I think this is racist. We also should talk about the uh, red rum or whatever the fuck the the fungus is called. Also being just giant writhing thonic masses of tentacles. I mispronounced that probably every time because I think I read it different every time. And I don't think I ever did red rum. But I really like red rum, so that's probably how it's going to stay in my brain. Like, what's the point of this book to teach kids like about athletes' foot? Like, if that's the case, <laughs> okay. Or like, hey, strep throat's bad for you. Like, don't share it. You know, I, I mean, I will give whoever wrote this. Animorph started as a way to teach kids about animals, and like, I think if you track K. Applegate. She still kind of has that vibe of, I just want to teach kids about animals with good stories. Yeah. And Michael Grant's the one that's like, no, 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 no. How much can I make you cry? (laughs) And I say this as someone who has read other Michael Grant books and has cried. Um, I say this as someone who enjoys hurting people with animal trivia. (laughs) But like, (laughs) K.A. Applegate. I I gotta tell like, there is a lot of books. I look at her stuff and I'm like, this is cool. I know it wouldn't have interested me as a kid because I wasn't an animal. I wasn't that kind of kid. But it's <laughs> even still reading it, like, it's still good stories. Like, you could have made, if this was supposed to be a parody, but in which you're teaching kids something. Like, I don't know. But I'm just so mad. And I understand this was like 23 years ago and, like, we didn't care and maybe we commit a little bit better now for our kids. I honestly don't know what pads a thing. I, I I mean, this this is of approximately the quality of a UPN <laughs> one in the afternoon children's animated television series Are designed to tie into a failed toy line. No, I was going to get there, but that was not where I was going with this. I'm honestly, honestly, I'm thinking of Swamp Thing. <laughs> Swamp Thing. This is not that. Look. I adore the Swamp Thing cartoon. I have a great deal of affection for it. But speaking qualitatively, this is not a sentence you can utter about most things. Swamp Thing is better than this, empirically. 
by the way, the, all, the, the whole humans and vegetables have to fight fungus. Somebody has also stolen some, like, good evil alliances from Alan Moore. Thank you very much. Yeah. I just, like... Just waiting worry... for Anton Arcane to show up. <laughs> I worry that, like, so there have been a lot of writers recently that have, and, and by recently, in, like, the past five years, that have started talking about their kind of starting points. K. Applegate and Michael Grant being these people, too, but they've been doing it longer but they start people or they used to by working on series that you know under a pseudonym like k applegate and michael grant started on sweet valley high um victoria schwab has like if you look her up she's written random books for different series it's all the same kind of vibe and i really do worry that this is someone's attempt and either didn't understand or was really this bad of a writer. And if he was, is he now the editor of some newspaper? <laughs> and I don't know if that's better. Like, I guess grammatically this was fine. But so, I don't know if you can find a good lead if you write this. <laughs> I'm just, like, I, baffled. I also really like the idea. I had not thought about this. About the writers starting by writing other series. Because that means I'm started. No, you're just not. You were not hired by a publisher to write Babysitter Club's books or Sweet Valley High books. or I don't even know what a serialized like, James Patterson books at this point. I thought you were going to say James Bond. No. Those books were written in the 60s. Yeah, there are 40s? comics that are new. I'm just saying, 40s. somebody has started what could lead into a great series recently. Like within the past couple of weeks, and he's sitting <laughs> yeah, here on this right. podcast right now. Catherine Arden did <laughs> tweet at me to tell me that she had sent in the fourth book of her series. So you're not wrong. Which one is Catherine Arden's book or book series? Excuse me. Uh, she's got several, but Small Spaces is the one we were. Talking oh, about. Small Spaces. Okay, okay. Which I have, and I have to read. You're right about Randy being 34. Like, yeah, logically, well, no. if you're four. Once removed, you you aren't of the same generation. I mean, you actually could be that far out if there are a lot of whole like a whole lot of like youngest, oldest Maybe, siblings having kids things, but still bullshit. Also, <laughs> she reads like a thirty four year old from like Atlantic City. Yeah. I, okay, I will say there is a moment where it is a very great parody of Jake of um Kyle being like, "I'm the leader," and everybody else is like, "Carl." I don't know these guys. It's Kyle. <laughs> the Tobias stand-in. Jake's stand-in is like, I'm the leader. And everybody is like, Tobias stand-in? What are we doing? <laughs> yeah. And like, like, the Jake stand-in keeps being like, I knew I was going to be the leader. And it's like, you're the leader because the leader got turned into a carrot <laughs> as an angel. Like, I don't know. But it, like the first instance of it, I was like, this is great. Because this... I could see this happening with Jake. Like, at some point, everybody just being like, you are not the leader until later. Dude, <laughs> right now, that one sentence, you are not the leader, or you are the leader because the leader got turned into a carrot. Carrot I, angel. I carrot, carrot angel, sorry. <laughs> um, that, uh, that, to me, in, in one sentence, <laughs> is a better story than this book. Just that, the idea. Me, one sentence <laughs> is our alternative. <laughs> like this book, if it had just been about a guy who thought he was the leader 
and wasn't and was like trying to parody how like Tobias and we've had this conversation would Tobias have been a better leader who knows he's a bird like he couldn't go on a lot of missions at first by the time the leadership role was kind of set you know whatever that would have been a good parody I'm changing my it it needed to commit to one thing it tried to do 27 things I'm, I'm changing my twitter name to carrot angel Mind freak. <laughs> yes, thank you for finishing that for me, Alex. Now it's You're good. <laughs> it's cool. It's a team effort. We got to workshop these things sometimes. Oh, that's so much fun. I genuinely like. I'll be honest. I think Alex just writing a book of. Vegetable puns would have been better than this. They would have been better puns. That's true, too. Yeah, I do know that. I'm offended by the fact that no one morphs a, t- morphs a potato. No, but they made a pun about potatoes having eyes. I was like, that was great. <laughs> that was one of the better puns in yeah. the book. I, yeah. will, I will agree. But uh, seriously, did we have to italicize every one of them? I'm like, you bet on. your sweet potato we did. <laughs> That, like, you didn't even really make a pun that was a good pun because all you did was write B-E-E-T instead of B-E-A-T. But also, Tim, how many of those would have just read as typos? (laughs) This is true. True. (laughs) That's a good point. Surely no one would make a joke about maze and amazement twice. They must just think there's an I in amazement. I was going to go with leaks, like the number of times that they're like, yeah, don't leaks, leak yeah. something. And I'm like, got it the first time. Please stop. <laughs> yeah. I actually thought the first Amaze one was good. Yeah, it was good. The first one was. The but second, it... the third? Not so much. Yeah. <laughs> also, there like are so many vegetables in this world and you choose the most boring ass ones to become. Yeah. I just. Okay, I have a question. And both of you are are well-read, learned people, so maybe you can help me with this. We got one more parody book to go through, right? No, we have to do something else. <laughs> We're dying. How? As also, they... I'm really afraid of this next one either coming across <laughs> as homophobic, transphobic, or somehow otherwise problematic. I feel like we should go ahead and state that, that like if that is the case, yeah, like, we'll bail if out someone reads this early and figures that out like or we can look at reviews tonight and decide but like yeah we're not gonna do it if that's yeah, the case yeah absolutely not gonna promote something especially during fucking pride month yeah right so, so like but my question is and it was something that you brought up earlier that that we all sort of thought that vegemorphs was going to be the, the the thing that swung us back a little bit after the last books we read turns out it was yours but yeah. <laughs> how do i how do i get my expectations back down now because i feel the same way about this book now that it's going to be that i'm going to enjoy reading it more than i did this one well here's here's my advice on this next one if it were good it wouldn't just be self-published on amazon Mm, i don't necessarily agree with that i have read plenty of self-published books that aren't i I don't think i honestly 100 percent serious i don't think i've ever read a self-published book like other than anything i've read for this podcast if it fell in that that's fair. And I probably am being too hard on self-published books, yeah. but like 
Like, no joke, one of my all-time top ten favorite books is a self-published book. And it's, like, a, it's a Pride and Prejudice retelling. It is... That's fair. One the of the only... few books that have made me miss my subway stop because I couldn't put it down. The only way that I would have read a self-published book is if Meg had told me to read a self-published book. And I don't think it would have ever come up that it was self-published. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't I don't remember us ever having a conversation like that. Yeah, I don't know if I've... I, you've read Mer Lafferty. You've read self-published books. Oh, that's true. That is a good point. And Mer Lafferty is great. That's a good point. I have read self-published books. Scott, I also am, Scott Sigler cool. is self-published. I don't think any of his stuff is, is it? Okay, if you start your book series by putting them for free on audio drama. Well, okay, fair then, enough. Fair yeah. enough. Yeah. Does he now have a publishing backer? He has a deal with Audible, but Audible's still Amazon, so... Yeah, but all the all the physical copies did have a publisher. That was the reason I didn't I didn't think about but it. Is but is the they publisher Animor or Animor's Amazon? No, no, no. Mm-mm. But you're right that he put them out in order to get the book deal. So I think if anything qualifies, it's that. So, so what I'm gathering, um, the most recent review on Goodreads is there's a couple from 2019. Nobody is mentioning. Uh, any transphobia or anything like that, even in the bad reviews. So I think we're okay. Okay. I think but that's, uh, a, still. that's a good plan, though, to not wait till the end to read this one. I think I'll get on it a little earlier, and then we can we can have that conversation. Yeah. I'll I'll read it earlier. <laughs> My my adult is gonna read it first. The difference between Meg and me is we both think it, but Meg says it. <laughs> we appreciate you, Tim. Yeah. Will one of us will read it first? <laughs> yeah, I'm out. Like that's all I got about this. Like this book is bad, and I'm very upset, and I'm so exhausted with reading crappy books. So. Tim has acknowledged the Attack of the Killer Tomatoes reference, but what Tim did not say is that it comes up when Kyle, to distract his brother, Bryce, claims he was talking to himself running lines for a community theater production of the stage adaptation of Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. That's right. There's no way that would be good, <laughs> but I would absolutely go watch that. A hundred percent. I say I as like... a human who has, in fact, paid to go watch opera in Klingon. I feel like you would be like, I have to stage manage this so this goes well. Uh, that very much tracks. Okay, well, yes. That is, <laughs> if I had the opportunity, I would, in fact, insert myself in that way. I mean, I feel like we can make this. Like, I, at the oh, very least, into an audio drama. Also, I just Meg, don't know about copyright stuff. If, if if this were to ever happen and Alex were to stage manage a production of Attack of the Killer Tomatoes, I 100% without question would steal a puppet tomato. I like I could make this happen in the next 24 months, but I I'm not. <laughs> what the puppet or no, the audio I could, drama? I mean an actual live ass production. <laughs> yeah. That's fair. 
Get Tim to adapt a script. Get Meg to fix it. And then pitch it to a theater and have it mounted by, let's say, by the end of 2022. I Why am I the I, fixer? I am no, a- hang on. Hang on. Hang on. Because it's funnier that way. Um, and the, I don't the, agree. The, uh, like, I wrote, like, this tiny little crappy thing and Meg, like, yelled at me a lot. I feel like if I were to actually write something and she were to read it, she would stab me. I would get murdered. It would not be good. But, 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 Tim, if your editor, fixer, script doctor did murder you in the course of writing the script, I'd be, that would be very good for Mark. I was about to say, it's I would become a legend. No, because if this happened and I killed you, I would make sure everybody fucking knows it's because you're a terrible writer. <laughs> like, I, no. Like, I would get up on the stand and they'd be like, did you do it? And I'd be like, yeah, you want to read it? You would make, you're going to want to bring him up and stab him too. Like, what? He, I'm he sorry. Do you knife. not realize he how- He ran into my knife ten times. Do, do you not realize how petty I am? Like, let's be honest. I'm not going to be quiet. No, hang on. Okay. If I am going to jail for murder, I am going to make sure it is damn well known that it was for a good reason. Have you ever watched the movie Attack of the Killer Tomatoes? Yes. It has I been watched the animated series. There, was there a sequel? There was a sequel too, right? Return? I don't remember. I um, think so, unless I'm confusing it with something else. What would it take to get you to write? Not, not, not saying we'd actually do this, but what would it take to get you to write a play? For Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. Like, does that sound like something that would be fun for you? Who are you talking to? You. You, oh. Megan. Megan Griffin. I There was a Return of the Killer Tomatoes. Okay. okay. I thought so. It is... Uh, wait, where did it go? I just had it. It is at 76% on Google, 5.2 on IMDb. Uh, 5.2 on... Nope, that's IMDb again. I'm trying to find Rotten Tomatoes. Rotten Tomatoes has it at... Oh, fuck, its release date was in 2015. Has it at 49%. There's no way the release date was 2015. That cannot be right. Well, I've closed the window, so it's too late. That's what Rotten Tomatoes said. Okay, yeah, so, yeah, Megan. I mean, if I watched it and... Did you just say Return of the Killer Tomatoes was 2015? Yeah, there's no way. It's 1988, bud. Okay, thank you. I was about to say, I was like, I'm sure I watched that in high school. Um, there's even Killer Tomatoes Strikes Back. Like, yeah. Oh, there's if a third one? If I rewatched it and still enjoyed it as much as I did as a kid, then yeah, it would not be... It would be fine. It'd be fun. Oh, that was when it first showed up on streaming. Ah, uh, that makes more sense. Yeah. Please, please don't actually write Attack of the Killer Tomatoes as a play so I don't have to live up to getting it produced. Cause you don't have I to get it produced. I will turn it into an audio drama. Not a big deal. But if you don't tomato want, puppets. No. If you don't want to go through the process of taking my words and making them <laughs> visually for the masses, that's fine. We will make them I mean, appealing in audio. You know format. I would. You know I would. I know. I know you would. But that was That's why I'm asking you not to write it. That was wonderfully executed on the guilt, though. <laughs> wonderfully. Oh, no. There was no guilt there. It's no. just that we both know I would. <laughs> no. Um, um, I really love the idea of doing an Attack of the Killer Tomatoes audio drama, though. 
I would I would absolutely listen to that. Um yeah, I mean like in all honesty, I I can think of several people that would help me write that very easily and produce it and things like that. Um one of them being our friend Robert who I'm going to meet up with this month anyways to discuss ideas. So, I want to go back to that review you read earlier because we focused in on all the phallic vegetables. Okay. But I did not understand the Alice in Wonderland references oh, that he claims were there. Yeah, Through that, the tunnels into a weird world, weird ways of speaking and being uh, literal. Like, hi. On top of taking a class about satire, I also wrote a paper on Alice in Wonderland. <laughs> uh, the absurdity of it in the beginning, especially in the beginning, the whole, you know, take the fork. You mean uh, the split directions? No, I mean That's the right. fork. What the fuck are you asking I me? Mean, then you take her left at the spoon. Like that is very Alice in Wonderlandy. See, I have a different cultural touchstone for that. Um, which one is it? In the Muppet movie, Big Bird is driving and comes to a literal fork in the road, and that is where my brain went. But you're right; <laughs> that is very Alice in Wonderland. Yeah, I mean, like. To be honest, I think the reviewer is giving the author more credit by comparing it to Alice in Wonderland. <laughs> but, like, also, you know, as Americans, we're ingrained that, like, everything people write comes with nuance and thought behind it. And as last week we had, um, or last episode, we had a missing character or character just randomly <laughs> go missing. Like, we are very clear that that's not true. That was That so. was very nuanced and very intentional. She went up to clean her bedroom and was never seen again, Rudy Huxtable. No, not Huxtable. Uh, Winslow. Rudy Winslow. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, Boy Meets World, very long time out. It's like two seasons worth of a time out. <laughs> I also like More the idea of my work being nuanced. No, no, I said your work is not nuanced. <laughs> I said no. the American system teaches us to be. And that was probably the most eye-opening thing is, like, finally figuring out that that is the biggest bullshit we sell students. If he said that the curtains are blue, there is a reason that the curtains are blue. No, that is in pretentious white boy literary fiction. I am sorry, guys. I am on it. No, I'm with you 100%. Yeah. Like, I am here for this. That that was definitely my thought every time that came up in a in a literature class. Like, I mean, yeah. like, we all feel like it's bullshit, but it, it is so ingrained into us that when things get written that you're just like, I don't understand this. But, like, the part of me that's, you know, had, for me, 16 years of English classes, like, twitching being like, what is the point? But yeah. even in my own writing, like, Josh has been like, did you fucking intend to do this? No. Okay, then you might want to change it because you're, like, really setting parameters here that you don't want to. So it's like... I don't know. It's all such pretentious bullshit. Read what you like to read. Please stop making me read bad books. <laughs> oh. Like genuinely the saving grace has been how great the judging book cover books are because I record <laughs> roughly like three days apart. And yeah. Oh, after after the last humanum or yeah, after the last humanomorphs, I did message Meg like I need to come on JBC again soon so yes. I can actually read something good. Yes, you should. We did small spaces. There, there's corn mazes. Like it had vegetables. Maze maze. <laughs> it was, and 
amazingly terrifying maze. Mm. Like, cool. <sighs> Not this cobbled together mess. Like, I'm currently reading an anthology of people that are in some way a minority taking vampire lore and applying it outside of European whiteness, European white ableness. Like, it's wonderful. And I had to put that down to read this yesterday. I really can't do this anymore. It's so bad. It's so bad. The good saving grace of at least the reviews I can find for our next book, assuming that we actually read it, is apparently there's some really great sex scenes in it. So, like, hopefully it's not with cousins. Like, that's all I got. I did have higher higher hopes for this one, yeah. Because like, the difference is Humanimorphs is not on the Animorphs Wikipedia, or it's not as easy to find, but Vegemorphs, fucking Arthur. I want the Arthur series, the five book series that is apparently yeah. fucking amazing. <laughs> there were six. There were six. Whatever. There was the general, the specific, the random, and then the trilogy part one. <laughs> The Trilogy Part 1, Part 2, and The Trilogy Part 1, Part 3. <laughs> like, I remember those episodes. DW can't read this, there are no pictures, and me just being like, fuck you. I don't care if there are pictures or not. <sighs> I remember that Wikipedia entry from like an hour ago. <laughs> <laughs> no, I googled Vegemorphs because I was trying to figure out, um, because Goodreads had multiple entries on this. Um, and I was trying to figure out if it was a series and for the love of God, if it was, we were not doing it. And, um, what it is, is that someone took the concept art and like made a separate, um, entry on Goodreads and nobody's ever combined it. But yeah. After, after the very war of the worlds, it rains and everyone is better ending. Uh, they do leave the opening there for a sequel. Absolutely fucking not. <laughs> Unless it is twenty three years later, and these are all adults, and realizing that like maybe their town should have been condemned. Don't put me in a box. The story will go where I take it. What is the uh, have higher theory? aspirations than Edgemore <laughs> fan fiction? Please, <laughs> for the love of fucking god. So, okay, I'm going to pitch, and I'm saying up front, I'm pitching this. I am not fucking writing this. No, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it, because if it's a good idea, and I can't get it out of my head, I'm going to be so fucking mad at you, and you will be making excellent puppets for my Killer Tomato show. <laughs> it so, is set 23 years. Alex, I'm telling you, you are running the risk that you're going to have to do this play. And I'm going to make it a damn musical. Years. I'm going to make it a musical. I think it'll be better as a musical. Years. I, I can't wait to hear I'm going to wash that yam right out of my hair. <laughs> 23 years after the original. All of these kids, now adults, get back together and realize they were all infected with ergot, which is the same fungus with hallucinogenic properties that scholars believe led to the Salem witch trials. No, I like this. Stop. The whole thing. Stop. All I'm going <laughs> to do is write about the Salem Witch Trials now. <laughs> like, 
I at least need more parameters because if I write a 23, 23 year later sequel to this, there is going to be a disturbing scene where one of them during their first time having sex is going, please don't think of vegetables. Please don't think of vegetables. Because like, there's no control. I mean, one of them will be thinking that the other like will have just an unhealthy number of cucumbers in their home. I mean, Olivia and Kyle? <laughs> Kyle. Can, 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 can we talk, by the way, about how hot Kyle found an olive? <laughs> Just in a second. They definitely <laughs> turn into, like, he definitely is like, hey, you're going to turn into an olive for me tonight, right? Like, that is definitely going on there. Not to kink shame in the slightest, but that is definitely what's going on. Like, the Marco stand-in is sitting there being like, I please, like, stop thinking about vegetables right now. This is not the time. And <laughs> I know I can't say Kyle's name without the question mark. <laughs> I mean, I feel like really is implicit in anything and everything Kyle does. Uh, I'm sending you both a picture. No, I recognize no. these are fruit. No. But do you think that this is what the orgy that Kyle starts would inevitably have to look like? Also, also, <laughs> aren't vegetables a culinary term? Like, this isn't this isn't something found in nature. Vegetables are fruit. Culinary term is... Uh, vegetable is a culinary term to distinguish between these things. Can I... So, not, not all vegetables are fruit. Fruit has to have seeds inside of the fruiting body. So, a tomato is a fruit. A cucumber is a fruit. Celery, potatoes, not fruits. No, those are... Oh, they're, I forget what they're called. Oh, oh! there is a third term, and I can't remember because it's fruit berries and something else. And I'm totally blanking. But it's not vegetables. Tubers. Tubers. Thank you. I really um, thought you were going to sit there and go through all the vegetables that have seeds inside of them. And I was like, we do not have that time. No. So so for the listeners at home, Alex sent us a picture of I didn't even look at it. Fruit of the Loom Guys Plus. An additional yeah, Fruit I, of the Loom guy? <laughs> honest, I didn't notice this until you pointed it out. There's also... Um, I thought... That... <laughs> so, I just did a... <laughs> I just did a Google image search for Fruit of the Loom mascots and grabbed, like, one that was a clean image, remembering there were five of them. I guess there were only four. <laughs> I feel like later they added... No, really. I feel like later a yellow fruit was added, like a lemon or something, but maybe I'm wrong. There is also a dingleberry I also that's don't been added think... to this picture. <laughs> I love that this is the one that you chose. <laughs> I didn't mean to, but uh, you're welcome. To... <laughs> I genuinely don't think leaf was a mascot either no 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 he was not i wonder if that's leafy green <laughs> okay next time read the captions on the uh <laughs> I mean, on the it pictures but apparently leaf was one of them no, uh no. yeah i want to find the original fruit of the loom guys i don't yep. know what the... that's exactly also there's apparently a fruit of the loom Man- mandela effect it is two pictures of Fruit of the Loom, and you got to figure out which logo it is. Oh, the one has the like cornucopia thing. That is not correct. The fruit you of the don't put fruit in a cornucopia. The fruit of the... yes, you do because vegetables are fruit. 
<laughs> Not all vegetables. <laughs> Anyways. Um, no, that is Hashtag actually... not all vegetables. <laughs> so <is> the... <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I can't. The, the, uh, the cornucopia is the wrong one? The cornucopia is the wrong one. Okay. I would not have gotten that. So what about the Fruit of the Loom characters? We I'm telling you, do I do fruit. think that the four who are not dingleberries <laughs> are correct. Yes, you... That's the title of my novel, The Four Who Are Not Dingleberry. Cue Timmy Turner's dad. Dingleberry! (laughs) So it's grape, grape, apple, leaf. Grape, grape, apple, leaf. Okay, got it. There are three types of grapes. There is a yellow in this picture. You're looking at the logo? Yeah. So why yeah, there wouldn't there be... there are three types be... of grapes, so... and then a bunch of leaves. Right. So why wouldn't one of the mascots be yellow? I don't know. Maybe it didn't read as well next to the green grapes on film. I feel like I that think... one was a little no, judgmental. Those are probably yellow tomatoes. Those little tiny yellow ones. You think Fruit of the Loom chose one of the like most controversial... Like... <laughs> <laughs> Is it a fruit? Is it a vegetable? I think and then also, gooseberries. And then also, that is quite possible. When have also, you ever known Fruit of them? the Loom? When have you ever known Fruit of the Loom to shy away from controversy? <laughs> what the fuck? I don't know. <laughs> what the Tim, fuck? name one Fruit of the Loom controversy. <laughs> I can't. Whether or not they had a cornucopia. <laughs> yeah, in 1978, they reversed the direction of the fly. You had to open it from the left. <laughs> Also, okay, they're saying it's an autumn leaf. It's a green leaf. Now this has made me mad at the fruit of the loom. We found the controversy. It's kale. (laughs) I understand that kale had to exist back in 1975, but also, like, did kale exist before the year 2006? I 100% if somebody told me it it just originated in 2006 I'd have to go with it because I have nothing to dispute that kale is also a product of the Mandela (laughs) (laughs) I wonder kale and quinoa if it had like a different name quinoa I do remember eating as a kid and being I didn't go I was probably 25 years old the first time I ever heard that word well, there is a chance that I was a child and you were 25. Don't worry. That is not actually oh. true. Okay, kale originated in the Eastern Mediterranean and Asia Minor, where it was cultivated for food beginning in 2000 BCE at the latest. So yeah, it showed up originally in 2006. Yeah. <laughs> BCE. BCE. Before COVID era? I mean, like, <laughs> is that what we're going with now? Oh, no, no, hold on. Hold on. Now I've got disputing information. Um, it's been consumed for nearly four thousand years. No, that's the Tim. same. That is the same. That is that the is same information. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hold on. I just had to. I had to work some math out there. But yes. All right, that is Tim. About the we're same. stopping here before you get to young Earth creation. Yeah. <laughs> no. 
Because I do not need theories on how Kale is a Satanist piece of propaganda. (laughs) I forgot to add. Devil's weed, Kale. (laughs) I forgot to add the two numbers together. That makes sense, because you do a lot of, like, wrapping things in leaves in Mediterranean cuisine. Especially in Greek cuisine. At first I thought you meant, like, me. I was like, I do not. But okay. No. No, not you, Mag. You, the third person you. <laughs> the last time through, I thought we were using the third person you, it was about me. So I... <laughs> this book has me all out of sorts. I'm sorry. That's fair. Would anyone like some possibly made up animal trivia? Yes. Yes. All right. For In case anyone skipped last week's episode, reminder, Tim now has to guess whether the animal trivia is true or not. Tim, are you ready? I am. Did you know that there are monkeys that live in Florida? That's... Mm. All right. I'm going to tell you about these monkeys, Tim. Mm. Okay. Stop me when you feel like you have an answer as to whether this is true or not. Okay. These monkeys live around the Fort Lauderdale airport. These monkeys have been genetically proven to have escaped from a zoo in 1946. These monkeys originally belonged to a research facility that operated as a zoo, owned by Theodore Roosevelt's cousin, where they tested the polio vaccine and a number of other medical treatments. Okay. They are African green monkeys. This is so wild that this has to be true. I was going to say if it was any other state than Florida. Yeah, I know, I know. (laughs) The the, the thing, I was like 100% in for monkeys in Florida, and then I was out when he said Fort Lauderdale Airport. But now I'm back in. (laughs) Specifically, it's the Fort Lauderdale Hollywood Airport. Okay, no. There is a difference between the two. uh, I'm going to say it's true, although... This game is way harder than I thought it was going to be. So, Tim, you're locking in true. True. Final answer. Yes, true. Meg, do you want to make a guess? I said if it was any other state, I'd say wonderfully creative job. But because it's Florida, I have to say true. (laughs) This is true. Also, not the first time I've talked about polio today. Fascinating. (laughs) Anyway, the reason these monkeys were in the news is because... Uh, confirming that they broke out of this zoo and that that was the origin of this random colony of monkeys in Florida uh, was was a recent bit of research. They recently did this genetic testing. Beyond that, there were just some monkeys in Florida and no one knew where the fuck they came from. I believe that. I hope that these monkeys are happy and I hope that people look out for these monkeys. If I remember correctly... Look out for as in avoid because they're probably a threat or look out for as in take care of yes. uh do yes. whatever is necessary to protect their survival and if that means staying the fuck away from them then that i think hollywood the fort lauderdale hollywood airport is a it is not like an airline airport if i remember correctly it's more like a business jet airport. Mm-hmm. so it would Probably. make sense that if there's going to be monkeys anywhere it's going to be at the rich people in florida's <laughs> airport. <laughs> 
Oh, I did misspeak. It was 1948 that they escaped, okay. not 1946. Did I was trying to do this from memory without looking at a phone, so as not, yeah. <laughs> not to tip anyone off. I mean, we can't see your phone, so you can just look like you're looking at a phone. No, for but, yeah. the future. but if I look like I'm looking away... That is... <laughs> that face that he just gave us with the true story is 100% Alex's I'm making this up face. There this is, is why literally his <laughs> no difference in the two. Um, yeah, it, 50 primates escaped and only about two thirds were recovered. Where did you hear this story? This is a Gizmodo article so, uh, reporting based on research. So you googled weird ass animal trivia? No, I read Gizmodo daily and have had this one bookmarked for like three weeks. Oh, okay. Yeah. Now, rarely do I actually have to search for animal trivia. Like, maybe one time out of four do I have to, like, go look for it. But most of the time it comes to me. Gizmodo is a pretty common source. Yeah. I'm a little bummed you didn't do a vegetable one. <laughs> I thought about it. I honestly did think about it. But, like... I mean, I also nearly brought uh, the research that came out today about uh, the flu virus. Don't want to know. The influenza Don't virus. Don't want to know. Yes, you do. No, because I swear to God, if this is another mosquitoes doing shit. I bought not, the series this weekend, okay? I will reread not, it. This is super cool. Uh, so, as a result of mask wearing and hand washing and general better hygiene... There were over only the last 2,300 cases of the flu. And beyond that, uh, in the course of doing the, the genetic analysis of flu strains to predict what will be prominent and therefore what to put into the flu vaccine each year, uh, scientists have discovered that the genetic diversity of the flu has massively shrunk, and at least one entire family of flu strain called a clave uh, may have gone extinct in just one year of people wearing masks and washing hands. That was H three N two may no longer exist. That was the first thing that I thought of was how would that affect other diseases. So that's yeah, really like, neat. That's neat to hear. The biodiversity of the flu has massively shrunk in just one year of wearing masks and washing hands. Cool. Take that flu. It's like masks work. Yeah, I know. If you feel sick, throw on a mask. You can't hurt anybody, but it may help. Yep. Will. It will help. Also, the flu flu pun showed up way too many times in this book. Oh, God, yes. it was bad. Yeah. Yes. It was bad. Like, apparently it was a sign you were turning into a jerk, but also if you were turning into a jerk, you were turning into a nice person. I, this... Yeah. Also, there's one point in this where I thought Kyle was going to turn into a jerk, and then that was like, nothing. King right? Broccoli just recited the names of some vegetables yeah. in alphabetical order. Yeah, I was really confused at that part. Asparagus? <laughs> <laughs> Way to bring that one back around at the end. That was fun. You're welcome. Yeah. Um, I love a good callback. I'm sorry, Kaleback. Kale no! <laughs> Stop! See, that's an Alex-level pun. That's, this book aspires to be that one day. Someone did a reply to the picture of the Vegemorph books and just said Among Us. And I was maybe two pages into it at that point, And I was like, haha, yeah, a better episode would just be us playing Among Us. And I stand by that. 
I actually don't know if that would be a better episode, but it would have been more fun yeah. than this book. Also, I know that will never happen because – or I guess for anybody listening, that will never happen because Among Us is the kind of thing that will make Alex very anxious. Probably. Which, to be fair, I feel like Tim's uh, parody last episode earned some new reviews, so someone get out there. Toss a five-star to your Witcher. That's a contemporary cultural reference. (laughs) I don't know if anybody has read it. Like, I did post the artwork kind of around, and I did get told that in case I wasn't aware, I am the weakest link when it comes to puns because I didn't make a good pun when I posted it. And now I can't even remember what it was, but I definitely sent it to you guys. Yeah, I remember you posting, don't tell Alex. No, I said, don't tell I my co-host. Oh, well, I assumed you meant me. <laughs> I mean, yes. <laughs> I don't see it. That's fine. So I don't, I don't, I don't think I want to do predictions about the next book. Have you read? I you I wait. Hold on. Yeah. You know what the next book's about. I no. I just know it's adult themed. Yeah, you've given me like the 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 the. I think you I might have read gave the, you the yeah. summary. Yeah, but I don't remember it. Not not only has Meg given you the summary, Meg has given you the summary at least three different times because you know it, it always ends a few months later with. You've never mentioned this before. (laughs) And then I hear this conversation again. No, this... That does sound like me. Hey, Alex, guess what Tim eats now? Ranch? Yes. (laughs) It's not the same. It's not the same. And that's all we're going to do on that? I just had to do that. (laughs) Tim, I thought you were allergic. Apparently, if there's jalapenos in it, he's not fucking Yeah, it's perfectly fine now. Also... There's just like ranch dip in his fridge and ranch dressing. Like, I, it's my roommate's. You cleaned out your fridge <laughs> since then. Don't give me that shit. I left I it in there just for you. you 100% not. true Tim, story. Tim, I need you to take off your headphones for a moment. Okay. Meg, do you think the jerks got Tim? No. Now that he's eating ranch, it's a pretty big character reversal. That sounds like some jerk business. I feel like I should be making commentaries about how Tim is a jerk. And I'm just going to leave it at that. <laughs> Good thing he's not editing this. <laughs> okay. We were deliberating on whether or not the jerks had gotten you. <laughs> <laughs> I guess for the episode, we do have to tell him that. <laughs> <sighs> okay. He was going to hear it when he yeah. edited. Uh, when I posted in the Animorphs group, I said, I have no time to explain this, but. And then I posted a picture of the cover. And someone replied and said, don't you mean no time, T-H-Y-M-E? And I was like, oh, fucking hell. I'm very, very <laughs> oh, that was <laughs> the weakest link. Like, it is the most in-your-face pun that I could make, which it should explain my relationships with puns. I don't make them. <laughs> Unless they're... I just... I love imagining the, like, real-world situation. I have no time to explain, like... The doctor runs through a room throwing physical copies of People Morph 7, <laughs> No Time for Love, at people. I can't explain! Goodbye! I still have my doctor lab coat from when I was the vampire dentist, so now I'm going to run through places doing that. Um, does anybody have anything they want to plug? So I will be on The Real Movie Critic versus The Cine Guy because one of them doesn't watch horror movies. So I have taken it upon myself to watch a horror movie because it's such a stretch for me to do. 
as I watched through yeah, this you, weekend. So, you never guessed on podcasts about horror. That's so no, out of character for you. No, I am not a horror person, but I'm going to suck it up. That's and and go talk about uh, the Conjuring Three. So, yeah. We'd like to thank Red Sphinx for our show art. You can check out more of his work by supporting his Patreon or visiting at Chaos Does Art on Instagram. If you're interested in getting some cool art, email red at c.spinks.animator at gmail.com. Be for social needs. At Minds at York on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. If you want to send us questions, comments, or love letters, you can email us at mindsatyork at gmail.com. Website is mindsatyork.com. You know how to spell York. You You know. No, I'm not, no, I'm no, sorry. You, you, this is Veggiemorphs. We're no longer doing Animorphs. If someone jumps on in Veggiemorphs, you gotta spell okay. it. Alright, alright. Spell Yerk Y-E-E-R-K. If you like us and want to help us out, rate, review us on Apple Podcasts. Available on your podcatcher of choice. Let us know if you can't find us there. Alex, let me have a line. from Somebody stop me. Stop. <laughs> Done. This is this is the best part of this book. It means we're done. Just, just then, a group of large asparagus <laughs> marched across the field toward us. How do you not see the Alice in Wonderland in that? Like, it's not playing cards; it's asparagus. Like, how do you not? Uh, um, it's They're definitely what? no. I'm not fucking doing it. <laughs> <laughs> like, I now just see the the Red Queens. <laughs> yeah, okay. when you put it that way, yeah. it's pretty obvious. Yeah. Like, and, right. and especially also, in like a nineteen or in the the Disney version, I was about to say the nineteen forty. Right after she said the fork thing, I was like, "Wow!" Because when when that guy said the review, I was I did the same thing. I was like, "Alice in Wonderland." I didn't get any of that. But it's also, like, let us not forget that Sir Ian McKellen's character name in Cats is Gus, which is short for asparagus. <laughs> <laughs> I just also would like to point out that Lewis Carroll would have hated this book. And probably would have. I don't. I don't know if he would have started a war. I don't think he was that <laughs> badass. But like he would have done something. I fucking love Lewis Carroll. I have been to him. My name was Alex. I'm Megan. And until then, we fight. I couldn't think of a pun, a vegetable pun, to do with "until then we fight." <laughs>